Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right. Go on home, cheater. A young Rodian boy shouted at Anakin as he walked beside Qui-Gon in the streets of Mos Espa, and then, within a slightly quieter tone, the green-skinned child added another insult. Lousy slave. Anakin had heard it all before. And if Qui-Gon weren't with him, Skywalker would have been tempted to set the record straight with a punch or two. And you guys might remember that he actually did against Greedo, or at least who we think is Greedo. This was a deleted scene on Tatooine in The Phantom Menace when Anakin was actually beating <laughs> Greedo up and Qui-Gon has to come in and separate the fight. You can find it on YouTube if you want. Now, in this scenario, of course, once again, Qui-Gon wouldn't allow this. With a firm hand on Anakin's shoulder, Qui-Gon pointed Skywalker down the opposite end of the street and urged him to ignore the sharp barbs that were cast his way. Just keep walking. Annie, Jin said. But he's lying, Qui-Gon. I didn't cheat to win the Boonta race, Anakin argued, hoping that he could convince Jin to allow him to stand up for himself. Qui-Gon didn't need to use the Force to sense what was going on with young Annie. The boy felt the Rodian was being unfair, and Skywalker wanted justice. But Qui-Gon knew that for Anakin to become a Jedi, he would need to master his emotions and learn how to de-escalate situations. There isn't any good excuse for that boy's behavior, but did it occur to you that he might be jealous? Qui-Gon asked. Anakin was startled by the thought. What? He asked, confused as to how a freeborn Rodian could ever be jealous of a slave. Of me? From Anakin's wide-mouthed expression, Qui-Gon realized that the future Jedi had never once considered that anyone might be envious of his abilities. So he tried to spell things out for him, to make it all a little bit easier to understand. Think about it. He'll never know the thrill of racing a pod. But before Qui-Gon could finish, Anakin interrupted. Yeah, but he'll also never know what it's like being a slave. With a nod, Qui-Gon acknowledged that Anakin's life was certainly filled with challenges as well. Perhaps not, but remember what I told you about tolerance. Before the conversation could go any further, Qui-Gon and Anakin stopped in their tracks, right in front of a local produce vendor. In the middle of the street, a yellow-skinned, trollish humanoid sat on top of a small transport platform. The strange figure was ferrying a giant satchel of eggs to a distributor. The whole load must have weighed several tons, as his hover trolley audibly creaked under the strain. But the troll-like being didn't use a motorized vehicle to pull the platform along. In front of the rusted metal rectangle, three dehydrated slaves pulled desperately at the end of thin ropes. As they pulled, tugged their yellow-skinned boss and his shipment of eggs, the slaves begged for something to drink, anything. The scorching heat of Tatooine's twin sons could dry a human out in less than a day, 
but Anakin noticed the insectoid slaves seemed far more vulnerable. How do I tolerate this, Qui-Gon? Should I just feel lucky because I'm owned by Watto instead of that guy? Anakin asked Qui-Gon, hoping to find a way to ignore his own sense of justice. If he had enough power, he would walk up to the troll slave master and kick him to the ground. But Anakin was just a boy, and a slave boy at that. When he turned his head up to hear Qui-Gon's response, he found that the Jedi Master wasn't by his side at the market stall. Qui-Gon had heard the slaves' cries for something to drink, and was now sitting amongst them, handing out small jugs of ice-cold water for each one. These poor fellows are dehydrated. Fortunately, there's enough water for all, Jin said as he sensed their master approach. They're my property! They drink when I say so! The yellow troll couldn't handle the sight of his slaves being treated with so much compassion. Preparing to strike Qui-Gon, the slave master pulled and stretched a barbed black whip, calculating just how likely he was to survive the ordeal. Ownership doesn't entitle negligence. You should take better care of them, Qui-Gon replied, offering a rare insight on his view of slaves in the process. As a Jedi master, it seemed strange for him to simply tolerate the brutal conditions that the slaves of Tatooine were forced to endure. After all, with a simple swing of his emerald green lightsaber, Qui-Gon could strike down almost every slave master on the planet and free the hundreds of thousands of sentients, but he didn't. Before Anakin had a chance to wonder why, the troll raised the black whip once more and prepared to strike Qui-Gon. Oh sure, and how about I take care of you too? Before the razor-sharp barbs of the whip could shred through Qui-Gon's skin, the Jedi Master shot up and grabbed the Slave Master's wrist in a painful hold. With another quick move, Qui-Gon threw the stocky monster to the floor and sat on top of him. Don't do that again, Qui-Gon said as he bent the troll's elbow a few more inches. Now, a shadow of the confident man he was moments prior, the troll quietly conceded, I, I, I won't do that again. Hearing the troll agree, Qui-Gon let him up, but not without adding another condition. And you won't harm these creatures. Almost at the point of tears, the defeated slave master looked at Qui-Gon and repeated, No, I won't harm them. Ever. Now, if you'll help me, I, I think they, they need more water. Perhaps under the influence of a Jedi mind trick, the troll turned his attention to his slaves and took care of them as they rested. But as Anakin and Qui-Gon walked away, young Skywalker couldn't quite figure out the Jedi's point. Just moments earlier, when Anakin wanted to fight the young Rodian boy who was hurling insults at him, Qui-Gon convinced him to stop. But here, in the market, Qui-Gon used his own physical power to enact justice. I don't understand. You did something back there. What about tolerance? And when Qui-Gon heard those words, he felt a need to explain it from another angle. It was a different situation, Anakin. Unlike you, those slaves weren't able to defend themselves. To Anakin, the small distinctions in Qui-Gon's logic didn't make sense. It seemed to him that the Jedi Code and their philosophy about intervention was something that could be ignored or embraced at a moment's notice. And years later, when studying under Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin would face the very same doubts, and in response, he would even try to quit the Jedi Order. So here we get to see something pretty rare that we didn't see from Qui-Gon. And I know a lot of people, a lot of fans have always wondered, well, why didn't Qui-Gon just save Anakin's mother? Why didn't he save the other slaves? Now, I've made a video on this, and briefly I'll explain. The reason is because they all had bombs in them. If they were ever to leave the planet of Tatooine, the bomb would go off and, well, they wouldn't be alive anymore. Now, as for going around Tatooine and killing all the slave owners, well, he could have done that but he would have been meddling with the huts. And that's just a lot of heat that he didn't want to bring to the Jedi at that moment. Sure, they could handle it, but why have an even bigger target on them when they have bigger fish to fry at the moment? But if something is right in front of you, like it was for Qui-Gon, he made a choice. 
and he chose to help them. That's one reason why I really like Qui-Gon. Now there does seem to be a little bit of a pick and choose type of moment, and I think that's fair. I think you can pick and choose moments. I don't think you have to always try and help people. You really have to gauge the situation and the moment. Will this really deviate you and the Jedi Order, or is it best to just actually help them without affecting too much of your mission at all? And I think this is something that the Jedi and Qui-Gon really were good at. Well, at least Qui-Gon was, I feel like. The Jedi could have maybe had a little more compassion when it came to situations like this. However, of course, then we have Ahsoka, who had all the passion in the galaxy. And these are some of the reasons why Qui-Gon, Ahsoka, and Jedi like them are some of my favorites. I truly do think that if Qui-Gon had survived, he would have been the perfect father figure and mentor to Anakin Skywalker. I really don't think Anakin would have turned to the dark side if Qui-Gon was alive. Qui-Gon just had an easy way of approaching him. He was approachable for Anakin. He was always there and I feel like, not that Obi-Wan wasn't, but he wasn't so rigid with the Jedi's rules. He had a little bit of Count Dooku in him, and that's what I really liked about it. He wasn't fully into the dark side at all, but he would bend the rules a little bit to his will. Like for example, the Chance Cube against Watto. That wasn't really a Jedi thing, that wasn't really the will of the Force. He was kind of taking matters into his own hands there. Now you can argue that maybe the Force had brought him there and he figured, well, if it's really between me and this blue Toydarian, then I'm definitely gonna make sure that I get my way. But then it's kind of like, when are you acting in your own self-interest, and when are you acting in the will of the Force, or the Force's interest? So there's a bit of a gray area, and this is also what I like about Qui-Gon, is that he doesn't follow the dotted line. He sort of sways one day this way, one day that way, depending on what he feels is the best for the overall situation. And I think really at the end of the day, that just comes down to experience, and trusting in the force. And of course, gauging overall situations. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. I love covering these little comics. Leave a like on this video if you enjoyed it and I will see you all in the next one. Until then, remember, the force will be with you, always.